Welcome to the Spinster Life Podcast. My name is Amy, and this is the second mini-sode, which is simultaneously released on both YouTube and the Spinster Life Podcast feed. I don't have a name for the series right now, so if you have an idea, please let me know. This show is a peek into the media that I consumed this week, and that lit my brain up. This week, I watched two pieces of content about the cult of Mormonism, and they brought up the inevitable question, what is a woman's role in society? Is it to conform to what men think they should be doing, or is it some old horse shit? I'm not Mormon, and I'm not even religious. But Mormonism fascinates me and disgusts me. So these two very different projects with similar goals of calling out the ways in which the Mormon church can be damaging right at the top of my watch list. First up is Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey on Netflix. It's a four-part docuseries that features interviews with former FLDS women, most of whom were child brides. And if there were ever a case to be anti-marriage, this practice of giving 60-year-old men 12-year-old wives, wives would seal it for me. The title, Keep Sweet, is a mantra that's drilled into the heads of small girls in FLDS cults from the time they're born until, well, forever. The phrase really is a fuck you to women. To keep sweet means to take the abuse, the subjugation, the child marriage, the rape with a smile. For example, when you tell a 14-year-old girl that God has spoken and tomorrow she will be getting married to a 65-year-old man with five other wives, she should not point out that she is underage and cannot consent to marriage or sex. She should also not point out that this man is fucking gross. She should not point out that she is in no way prepared for marriage. Instead, she should keep her sweet mouth shut, point the corners of that same mouth upwards, and smile, 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 even if she's screaming inside about her impending rape. Marrying off children and claiming that it's God's will makes an absolute mockery of marriage, and God for that matter. If marriage is some kind of pact, that means that both parties need to be able to agree to it. And if God's will is to reward old men and punish teenage girls for the sin of being born a girl, then I can see why I'm agnostic. The reason that these creepy old men are okay with this practice is because they think they're above the law and that the law of man doesn't apply to them because they are holy. The creepiest of these old men is Warren Jeffs, the prophet that started making young girls get married at younger and younger ages. The documentary spends some amount of time explaining how Roland Jeffs, Warren's father, was the first prophet, and how, while he had many much younger brides himself, women that were 18 or 19, not literal children. And I can't also help but think of North Korea when I think of this particular FLDS cult. And also wonder, was all of this on purpose? North Korea has done a great job brainwashing the masses and subduing their people using threats. Did they borrow the dictator's playbook from North Korea? Or are dictators just born that way? Rulin Jeffs claimed he would never die, even though he inhabited a rapidly decaying body with a stroked out marshmallow brain to match. His followers truly thought it was impossible for him to die just like the original leader of North Korea, Kim Il-sung. And when Rulin unexpectedly died, his son Warren took over, just like Kim Jong-il took over for his father. These two societies are also isolated from greater society and then told that the U.S. government is evil and out to get them. Oh, oh, and the prescribed hairstyles. I didn't even make the connection while I was watching the documentary, but in this FLDS cult, there's a list of prescribed hairstyles that women have to braid their hair into. And 
tease it and comb it. And it's the same in North Korea. They have a board of hairstyles that are approved, and that is the way that you must wear your hair. It's a way to control conformity. Here's a clip from an FLDS hair care video. Welcome. We are pleased to present to you a step-by-step -step instructional video for creating beautiful artistic hairstyles for medium to long length hair. Because hair represents image, style, and character. It almost doesn't matter that you have almost no civil rights with sick braids like that. Anyway, plural marriage was for sure a thing under Roland Jeffs, the father, and his brides, sure, they were way younger than him. But when Warren Jeffs took over, he started pairing 12, 13, 14-year-old girls off with old, old men in marriages. And not only was marrying off young girls a way to quiet any girls who were spirited or, you know, questioned anything, it was a way to reward the men in the church who were loyal to the church to keep them loyal and to keep them pushing their fucking misogynistic agenda. One of the final and probably most disturbing scenes of the documentary features audio from Warren Jeffs while he is raping a 12-year-old girl in a special rape room while other women in the church watch. This is all under the pretense of teaching this girl about sex. I can think of so many other age-appropriate ways to teach sex ed. Fucking with an audience is not one of them. We also see some interviews with police authorities who admit on camera that they truly believe that the laws of man don't apply to them. That not only has God given them express permission to marry off girls, indeed, that it is holy and sacred to marry and rape underage girls and engage in plural marriage. They have created an environment that devalues women in the most extreme way, taking away even their most basic rights. So to that, I say no, 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 and fuck that. Marriage should be between two consenting adults. But in this case, the marriages were between creepy old men and 14-year-old girls who were getting married under duress of being cast out from their families, of the threat of going to hell, uh, the threat of their entire world being destroyed. It's even explicitly stated in this documentary that in this community, women are still thought of, you know, like livestock or chattel, you know, like slaves. Which leads me to the next thing I watched, which was Under the Banner of Heaven, a limited series on Hulu starring Andrew Garfield. This show is based on a novel of the same name, and much like Keith Sweet, this series does not paint Mormonism in a good light. It paints Mormonism in a very bad light. And much like Keep Sweet, it's about the ways in which women should shut their sweet mouths and let the men think for them. Dad, women won't like being shot in the face. Women will like what I tell them to like. It's a crime series that gets into how church members get radicalized into fundamentalism and then misuse the power that they think God has bestowed upon them in order to fulfill their own selfish desire and to justify murdering anyone who gets in their way. Andrew Garfield plays a detective whose faith is shaken as he gets deeper and deeper into the case. 
and as he learns how his own religion was twisted around to justify the brutal murder of a woman and her baby. We also get some glimpses into Mormon church history and all the internal struggles over polygamy or polymarriage and all the persecution that the Mormons felt they faced when asked to follow the laws of man. And look, I, I truly believe that consenting adults can have whatever kind of relationship they want. And if that means multiple partners, then great. That's if whatever makes them happy. But as long as everyone has the same status, and that's the problem with the way Mormons do polygamy or, you know, open marriages or whatever, only men are allowed to have multiple wives. If a woman isn't happy in her plural marriage, she doesn't have a way out. She does, but that would mean leaving everything she knows behind her, cutting ties with every single person she's ever known or loved, and it means that she won't be able to see her kids. It means that she has to now navigate her way through a world that men have kept her isolated from, and she knows nothing about. This series introduced me to the concept of the priesthood holder. It is a person who has been given power and authority by God herself. Or, in Mormonism, you know, the man. You know, the really only important one in the religion. The one who guides his family and faith, because God says that men are the goodest and women are not so good. And, you know, besides the just general ickiness of it, Here's what raises my hackles about that. This religion says that God makes the rules, but that there are certain men who are better than other men, and of course, better than all women, who claim to have God's ear so that they can say shit like, all women have to braid their hair into buffant hairdos. Sorry, not my rule, I'm just God's messenger. So you have to do it or you don't go to heaven. These men have been given the power to say whatever batshit nonsense they want, and they can pass it off as the word of God and retain unlimited power. So women are never given a voice because it's the word of God that they aren't able to participate in church politics. A lot like how under the original constitution, a group of white men got together and decided what America was. Women weren't even considered. They had no voice and no say in how they would be treated or in what their rights were. Even today, most of the lawmakers in this country are men, and they're making laws that don't help women, and they say, well, my constituents elected me, and I know what they like, so here is a law banning abortion at six weeks, because that's what people like. What becomes obvious when watching these two shows is all of the mind tricks and thought loopholes that Mormons bend themselves into in order to justify their religion. How they can feel so outraged at their own persecution, but then turn around and take away the rights of women who are born into the religion, all in the name of God, will never cease to amaze me. I am really glad that these two pieces of content exist, because there's something for everyone. If you like your facts presented in a factual way, there's Keep Sweet. And if you want to watch Andrew Garfield have a seven episodes long panic attack while realizing he's subjecting his daughter to some bullshit organized misogyny, there's that too. So that's what I watched this week. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time.